0: Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hello, my loves. Welcome to episode 185, When You Keep Attracting F-Boys. So this title is a little tongue-in-cheek. You get what I mean by F-Boys. Boys Boys who are Peter Pans. They are not looking for a grown-up relationship. Maybe they end up being dicks or they're nice guys who just aren't available and you repeatedly find your heart disappointed and or broken over these F-boys and you don't know what to do about it. This episode specifically is addressed to those of you who are tuning in who claim to be, and when I say claim to be, I'm not saying that you're not, but you're claiming that you're doing all of this work and you keep attracting F-boys. And of course, I use the gender pronoun boys because of my own experience as a straight woman, but this podcast is for all genders, races, religion, races, religions, and sexual orientations. Everybody is welcome to tune into this podcast. Please apply whatever gender pronoun works for you when it comes to matters of your heart. So you're doing the work, you're going to therapy, or you're working with a coach. Maybe it's both. You're journaling, you're meditating, you're doing yoga, you're really trying to be eyes wide open, paying attention to red flags, showing up, putting yourself out there, and you keep attracting F-boys. What the hell? What is going on? What ends up happening when you're doing the work and you keep attracting F-boys, you end up wanting to fall into a little bit of a victim mode. And I say victim in a very light way, or I say it not to trigger any of you. I for sure was a victim to emotional abuse in my narcissistic abusive relationship that I was in. 11 years ago. You can check out episode five, my heartbreak story. I am not diminishing any kind of abuse you've been on the receiving end of or just shitty behavior, even if it's someone who you went out on one date with. That isn't okay. What I mean when I'm talking about sliding into victim mode is, woe is me. It's not fair. It's not working. It doesn't make sense. Um, What's the point? I just heard a client say, what's the point? And I want to say that all of those thoughts are totally normal. I am not here to shame any of you who are thinking those thoughts. I'm just here to say that those victim mentality thoughts, especially when you're doing the work, are only going to delay the outcome, the result that you want to create, which is to ultimately attract your ideal person. I was inspired to do this episode because yes, I have clients who are feeling frustrated and they feel like they're doing the work and it's not working. And even in my own life, something that I've recognized for me, not at all to do with my love life. I mean, I, for sure, I don't make it a secret that my partner, Larry, and I have our share of challenges. I could not be more crazy and in love with him. I feel that he feels that way about me, but we, uh, are two human beings. <laughs> and so we're navigating this crazy thing we call life together. So for sure, uh, I'd love to say that he is perfect for me and I am perfect for him. And we still have our challenges, but it's not really so much With him, it's more that lately—and I know Mercury is going into retrograde, people—lately, if I reflect back on the last couple of months, I've found myself to be very triggered about circumstances that, if I say so myself, I have found to be triggering when I've shared them with loved ones, even with Larry. They've all been very supportive. They've been hard situations. But for me personally, as an empath— and someone who identifies as a highly sensitive person, you can look both of those identities or types up, I should say. I really am just a very sensitive person physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And I see my sensitivity truly as a, a major gift. I think that that's what helps me be the coach that I am to my clients, the friend that I am, the partner that I am. But there is, a cost that comes along with that, which is if I'm not fully rested, if I don't do the practices that uh, recharge me, I'm really carving out now, you guys. And and I'm not saying this for any of you who don't have the time or don't want to put in the time. But lately, I've really needed two solid hours in the morning for me to just wake up, have my little espresso and meditate Practice EFT, uh, emotional freedom technique, also known as tapping, do my thought work, do some prayers. I'm really reconnecting to my spirituality and just looking ahead at my day. And just that is something that's really important to me. It may not be that look like that all the time, but when I can get up early and carve that time out, um, it really does align me in my day, plus getting exercise. So, I know that that's a lot for any of you to hear, but my point here is that it's really important for me to take care of my nervous system. Some of you listening might say that espresso should be nipped (laughs) in the bud, but it's one little espresso. I don't think that that's making or breaking my anxiety because I did a 30-day cleanse of no alcohol, no coffee. And I felt a little bit of a break in the anxiety, but I still had a lot because some some shit was happening in other areas of my life. So I don't think that the coffee is making or breaking it. Anyway, I say all of this to say that I have to know myself and know my triggers and understand the way my mind works, the way my energy can deplete, the way my, my brain can be triggered, my body can be triggered, and really come up with practices to best take care of myself. One of them is, of course, pausing <laughs> when I'm feeling triggered, but I'm not always perfect at, at executing pausing. I've gotten a lot better And so it's really important for me to take care of those things so that I can show up because with the line of work that I do and the type of business that I run, and for those of you who don't know, my partner, Larry, has four kids and acclimating and adjusting to their lives and their schedules and being a really emotionally conscious present loving parent figure in their lives, staying connected to my loved ones, all of it is just a lot for my personal nervous system to handle. And my guess is for all of you listening, you are probably, I would say majority of my audience, for sure, majority of my clients identify as empaths. And if you're an empath, you definitely identify as a HSP, highly sensitive person, because that is on the spectrum towards being an empath. And so it's really important to carve out how you're best taking care of yourself. And my guess is that many of you listening are like, yeah, no, I do take care of myself. Maybe it's not two hours a day, Claire. Again, I don't do two hours a day all the time, but lately that is really what I've needed. So I'm willing to get up early enough to do those things and I'm still getting triggered. This is my point, right? You keep attracting F boys, or maybe there's some other thing that's happening in your life, not your love life, like with me, but things do keep happening. And it's easy to slip into this idea of, oh, this keeps happening to me. I even caught myself, or I should say my friend caught myself. In fairness, I caught myself as I was saying it that my thought was after just having a few curveballs back to back saying to a good friend of mine, you know, god, can't he just throw me a bone meaning god, like why can't god just like throw me a bone here. So, I myself am following falling into this victimy kind of mentality and so I said this to a separate client when she was getting so frustrated because she was trying really hard and she's been working on her relationships around her as she dates herself and starts to get into the actual romantic dating field that she feels like she's really trying to step up into her emotional maturity and not be reactive. She and I relate to each other in that sense of like that fiery Irish reactive personality and that Even though she is really trying, people are still not getting her, not seeing her, accusing her of still being too reactive and she's sitting there like what the fuck I'm really trying right so it could be anything I keep attracting fuckboys I keep like doing my best to thrive and work or grow and work I keep trying to have you know a calmer response to my friends whatever it is and it's not working and it's so frustrating so the the question the bombshell question that I'm going to just cut straight to is What if this is your thing for like, I'm going to say the rest of your life, not that you want to keep attracting F boys for the rest of your life, but like if you were going to keep attracting F boys for the next two years while you figure out how to attract your ideal person, is it worth it for you to move through all of these F boys in order to find your person? And I really want you to sit and pause and. Consider this. If it took two years, three years, dare I say five years, I don't care what age you are listening, your age is neutral. People find love at every age, every day. So I don't care what it is. And even if you're like, oh, but my, bio- my biological clock is ticking, Claire. Well, I have a course and I have a program that you are welcome to join and I can coach you on that because when you're feeling all this pressure of, got to find him because my biological clock is ticking, rushing, 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 got to find him. How do you think that that's going to go when you're out there? That energy is going to repel your ideal person. So again, I really want you to just sit with this. Okay, I know for sure I want to find my ideal Partner, I'm, I'm I'm assuming that this is why you're listening to the podcast called "Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better." You're wanting to find your someone better, and you tuned into this episode because you keep attracting fuckboys, and you believe that you're doing the work, and you're just so frustrated. I get it, sister, friend, or brother, friend, or however you identify yourself. I totally get it, but I just I really want you to consider if you're really thinking about your results of your ideal person. How long are you willing to move through the fuck boys? I'm not saying you have to move through a bunch of fuck boys. I don't believe you have to kiss a bunch of frogs before you find your prince. I'm not saying you have to, but are you willing to? two very different things are you willing to move through the fuck boys are you willing to just keep showing up over and over and over again while of course doing the work i'm not even suggesting that you just keep getting out there swipe 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 you know it's a numbers game i don't really believe it's a numbers game there's an aspect of numbers that i could go into but i'm not going to i th- Ugh, now i feel like i have to say it it's like if there's if you think about wherever you live and you're looking for someone you know, and their age range. And you're thinking about how many single people there are. Even if there were a hundred single people, how many people do you believe could potentially be your person? And what would you do to go find them? I guess this is really relevant, but I don't believe that dating is a numbers game in terms of just haphazardly swipe on whoever and just keep getting out there and go on dates. I don't see it the way Many people see actors going on a bunch of auditions. It's a numbers game. Go on 50 auditions, you'll book one. Go on 100 auditions, you'll book two. I don't really see it that way with dating. I feel like this is where I teach people in my program how to deliberately date and get really clear on who their ideal person is, really clear about what they're looking for, and really learning the ability to discern and catch earlier than later so that you're not spending years blindly and haphazardly moving through your dating life. There is a way to clock and see availability versus unavailability. It's not always so, so super clear right off the bat. Sometimes it is, but it is pretty easy to clock pretty early on. And that's what I love teaching my clients how to do this. But, you know, I have a client in the group And she has moved mountains and she has healed her heart. But she's moved through a couple of fuckboys. And it's really frustrating for her. But what I have seen is her own personal growth as she's moving through F-boy to F-boy. Some of them aren't even really F-boys. Again, please just take the term as a tongue-in-cheek little catchy title for you. But most importantly, I'm seeing her work and her deliberate unpacking of each person and her lesson from person to person. And then also her lesson of being alone after she's dated a couple of doozies back to back and really checking in to see how good is she alone? Because for those of you who are tuning in who who haven't listened to my podcast before, I have three five-step processes in my program and in my course, a more bite-sized version. You can go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com, click on the Work With Me tab, three different ways that you can access my work. But we've got the Stop Wanting Him Back section, the Fall In Love With You section, and the Find Someone Better section. And there are five steps. Sometimes they're not always linear, but I really emphasize the importance of really finding true comfort, peace, security, and happiness in your singledom, in that fall in love with you section, I do not encourage stop wanting him back and then go straight to find someone better. Again, the title of this podcast is that, but there's a crucial five-step process in between those two results that so many people come to me to create in their lives, healing their hearts and finding someone better. But of course, it's that relationship with the self. And so that's what this particular client who's dated a few doozies back to back Under my watch. Who you know? She could easily just say, "Oh well, this isn't working," and Claire's a shitty coach because I've done so much work on myself and I've healed my heart, but I'm still attracting some doozies. But you know, she's had some important lessons to learn, and there are certain lessons that I let my clients learn for themselves, or they tell me, "No, this is fine with me," and I'm like, "Okay, well, if it's fine with you, I'm not your mom. I'm your coach. So you go ahead," and I have to sometimes painfully sit back and watch what I see is is unfolding. And even in one of her circumstances, I I think for the one of maybe two times in the six years that I've been doing this work, in one of her situations, I was as blindsided as she was. But then he also came tiptoeing back. So to be determined what ends up happening there. But, you know, I, I like to pride myself, you guys, on having psychic intuition on what's happening with each of my clients and the people that they're dating. But Part of this process is potentially getting hurt again, the process of finding your ideal person. You may have to weed through a few more doozies and really learn a little bit more about yourself and learn a little bit more about peeling your eyes to be wider and wider open. Do not forget that I didn't say I love you for nine years since my rock bottom relationship up until when I met Larry, the love of my life. I... Really hid from dating for a couple of years after that very abusive relationship, and I stumbled a lot through majority of the decade of my 30s. And was was that person saying, "But I'm doing the work, and I am really trying, and I'm putting up boundaries, and I don't understand what I'm doing." And is it LA? Is it true what they say? All the fuck boys come to LA, but I had to just really clear all the cobwebs in my brain about all the stuff that was happening and pull up my big girl pants and get super freaking clear on how willing I was to not just move through a bunch of fuck boys, but how willing I was to move through heartbreak. And I shit you not till this day, heartbreak at 41 years old for me, heartbreak is still the worst excruciating emotional pain that I have ever experienced in this lifetime. I have not lost, you know, a parent or a close relative, to someone passing on this late in life. I know that's crazy. Uh, Of course, I've lost people, but no one that is present in my life, super close to me who I talk to all the time. And so I can honestly say this feeling of heartbreak is the most gut-wrenching feeling that I have ever experienced. And I had to get real honest and clear with myself because I knew I wanted true love more than anything else. I wanted true love more than anything else. And I think I denied myself of that truth for a very long time. So getting really clear about wanting it, even if you don't want it more than anything else, but it's one of the top things that you really, really want. Well, if it's one of the top things that you really, really want, again, are you willing to move through a bunch of fuckboys? And so I'm hoping many of you will say yes, but even if there are some of you who say no, I totally get the fear. I totally get the resistance. But what I would like to offer you is that there's a belief that uh, and I'm pausing here because I, again, I'm very conscious. I never want this podcast to be triggering for anybody, but I believe that there's a belief that you think you can't handle it. And maybe your response is going to be, no, I can't handle it. I just don't want to handle it. But my guess is if you're listening to this podcast, you do want to find your someone better. The title of this episode is, you know, when you keep attracting F boys, right? You're listening because you're frustrated and you're frustrated because you want true love and you have to get clear on how badly you want true love. The other component of what I think goes on in my client's brains and maybe yours, because again, I don't know all of you listening. By the way, if you are enjoying this podcast, please rank it five stars on Apple podcast and throw me some lovely kind words. I would greatly appreciate it. But another thing that I think is going on is what it comes down to when you're saying I don't want to move through more fuckboys. I don't want to move through any more heartbreak. I've done all the work. I'm doing the work. I don't know what else to do is. And I'm I pause again because I don't want this to come across as judgment to any of you listening is that there's a little bit of entitlement going on. Well, I've done my part. So come on, universe. As I said before, I said to my friend, come on, God, throw me a bone like I'm over here doing the work and my loves. That's just not the way it works. Again, I'm saying it to you, but I'm also saying it to myself showing up to do the work with an expectation that you get what you want when you want loses sight of the purpose of the work. I don't know if I can repeat that just like that, but showing up to do the work with the expectation that the result that you crave comes at the time you want and like the person that you want is losing sight of the work in and of itself. I believe And trust me, you guys, I've done so much work on not just healing my heart, calling in love, but money work, body work, like work on who I see in the mirror, body stuff and uh, friendships, a career, all of it. Like I had such low filled cups in all of those areas in my life. And there are still, as Gabby Bernstein likes to say, tiny mad ideas that rear their ugly heads. I still get have money fear. I still have uh, old school body stuff come up. It's just that I'm willing to address the fears. I'm willing to address the mean girl thoughts. I'm willing to look at it over and over and over again just until it gets easier. In the same way that I did that with my heartbreak over multiple people and the same that way that I was willing to do that when I called Larry into my life. I didn't have an expectation of when he was to arrive. I didn't have an expectation of him even being, in my opinion, as dreamy as he is to me. I just focused on who my person is, and trusted the feeling that I would feel with my ideal person. And I was going to be deliberate and intentional and ask the questions about what he was looking for, the kind of relationship that he wants, the kind of commitment that he wants, the kind of future that he wants. And I wasn't going to compromise or sacrifice anything on my part. And I fell so in love with this man. I ended up deciding I didn't want to have biological children because of him and him having four children already and joining into his family and his life. I had no idea that that was going to look like my life. I had no expectations. I just trusted I was going to be in love with the right man. And I had no idea what he was going to look like, when he was going to show up, how my life was going to look, where I would be geographically. And I think that unattachment and expectation of the when, the how, and the who. Is really what brought him to me quicker, as well as my willingness to attract fuckboy after fuckboy after fuckboy and not toss my hands up and say, Come on, God, throw me a bone. Now, as I just shared earlier, I was doing that about something else going on in my life. So that's my next level of work. And that's what I was really offering my clients is like, for me, the work is never done. I just said earlier, I'm getting up right now and doing two hours of mindset work and thought work and breath work and just giving myself the space to be a little bit lazy. And I like to call it dicking off on Instagram, just like reading my emails, like giving myself that time to not rush anywhere. I know not everybody has that luxury, but I am purposely waking up extra early, setting my alarm earlier than what I normally just naturally wake up to do because I'm recognizing like that's what I need. There's deeper stuff to look at. It's been a tense time for me personally, and I know for other people because I'm seeing it happen and unfold in the group. But I'm leaning in and I catch those victim-y thoughts and questions. But one thing I know for sure, my loves, is that this work works. The mindset work, the breath work, the tapping, the digging deeper, the looking at all the different ways that I can look at an issue. I'm just leaning in and I'm I'm here for the lesson. And another big component for me that I I mentioned earlier is I'm willing to pray and really ask God, I believe in God, whatever that is for you, really looking up to something greater, working at play has really shifted things for me and given me just so much peace. And that reminder of everything is showing up exactly when it's supposed to and how it's supposed to and finding pause and peace in that. And I know that some of you are listening right now And are so frustrated and so tired and you just want to, again, wrestle with me and say, but Claire, I've been doing that and doing that and doing that. But my question is to you again how long are you willing to do this? Are you willing to do it for the growth and the sake of the work and the trusting of the work? You guys, I don't love meditating, but I know it's so good for me. So I'm just going to keep doing it. I've never heard someone tell me meditating is bad for me. I'm still anxious, but I'm not sitting here being like, "Ugh, meditation doesn't work. I'm just fucking doing it because I trust it. And science has proved that meditation is really, really good for you. And you know what? Every time I go to the doctor, I thank God I have you know, perfect health, and I'm doing something right. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and rise to the occasion for every curveball that comes my way. It's not easy. Sometimes, as I'm moving through these curveballs, and my nervous system is just like, ah! poor Larry is on the receiving end of it, and he's fucking amazing and so strong for me and so good to me. But it, it's not easy. And yet I'm, I'm not going to just crawl into a hole and say, well, fuck this. The work doesn't work. That's not true. The last thing that I do want to offer when you're thinking the thought, well, the work isn't working, which P.S. I have that exact video in my course, Stop Wanting him Back and Find Someone Better. You also gain access to the course in my group program. Again, same title, Stop Wanting him Back and Find Someone Better. There is a video in the course called when the work isn't working, because we think we're doing everything. My last question to you is, and get real honest with yourself, are you doing everything? Because when I ask myself that question, there's always something else that I can do. And no, that doesn't mean tack on another half hour. It's not That that two and a half hour morning practice is going to create my calm. It's just that I know the things that work for me, that ground me to help me start out my day. That might be different for you. You might be nocturnal. You might not need that much time. But figuring out what is missing and what could I be thinking about? I am currently doing a body challenge with F45. I'm sure many of you are familiar with F45 because it's a worldwide challenge. Uh, what would I call it? It's not a gym. Well, it is a gym, but it's a workout class that I love to take. And I love the facility here in Santa Barbara and shout out to all the amazing trainers there. And I'm doing this challenge and I was two weeks in and we did a body scan and there were no changes. Now, I know I did a lot of work. I increased my protein intake. I definitely decreased my drinking alcohol. I definitely was increasing my workouts, but did I do? everything perfectly? No. And we don't need to get into the minutia of it, but it's like, okay, so what are some other things that I could be doing to get the result, create the result that I want to take? Was it fucking frustrating after two weeks and feeling like I did make some significant changes and there was no change? And maybe some of you who are fitness fanatics or uh, experts in health, you'd be like, Claire, two two weeks is nothing. Calm yourself. (laughs) I know. But even still, for two weeks, I really felt like I was making some good Changes. But like one thing that I know is we were in Napa celebrating Larry's 50th. I think that I curtailed my drinking way more than I would have if I wasn't on this challenge, but I still drank more than what they would suggest. Maybe it was that weekend. They also say, you know, a couple of days of drinking and a six week challenge isn't going to make or break your results. I believe that too. But, you know, okay, so what can I do differently for the next two weeks to really keep trying? And I thought to myself, well, what if I keep trying for the next six weeks and nothing changes? What if I keep doing this for the next six weeks and nothing changes? And for any of you listening right now, that's like, I've been dating for five years, Claire, six weeks is nothing. Just roll with me. The time is neutral, but I can honestly still say, I will be frustrated as fuck if I don't make any changes in my body. However, I won't be upset that I did it anyway because I'm just committed to the process. I'm committed to the change. I know that the changes that I'm making are making my body stronger. I'm fueling my body with way more protein than I have in a really long time. I haven't been as conscious and I burn so much energy, believe it or not. Even when I'm sitting and coaching, I get so amped up. There's so much adrenaline running. There's so much adrenaline running as I'm recording this podcast right now. I'm, I'm burning so much energy all the time. So I just need to keep increasing my fuel and really committing to fueling the body and nourishing my body in the way that it really needs. And so even if it didn't change, but I knew that internally I was helping my body and taking care of my body, I would still want to do it anyway, because I also love my reason behind doing the challenge. Sure. It would be really great to see some physical results, but I love that. I am someone who just wants to love on my body and take the best care of it, regardless of what is revealed on the outside. And I think what it comes down to here is you keep attracting F boys. You know, you have to love your reason for still getting back out there and getting on the horse and saying, I'm not going to stop Until I find him. And if you have no idea what's missing, I recently connected with someone who was, I think I mentioned this on last week's episode, was, you know, really frustrated about a dating situation. And she didn't really understand what went wrong, what happened. She was still. Really blindsided, I guess would be the word. That's not her word. And, you know, she gave me like a two minute explanation, and immediately I was like, well, that's what went wrong. But she didn't even see that that was the thing that went wrong. And that's why I would highly recommend you apply to my group program because I believe if your dating life isn't working, there are things that you are not seeing, there are blind spots. And if you're really committed to finding your person, I'm not here to at all say, as I mentioned the client earlier, she's dated some doozies under my watch. I'm not here to say, come right in and you'll find your person and run off into the sunset immediately. It is a process. It's going to be different for everybody. But if you want this result so badly and you believe you're doing all the things and you're genuinely confused why you keep attracting fuckboys, I would suggest coming into the program or purchasing my course I'm also opening up a couple of spots for one-on-one right now so there there's always something else that you can do and I you heard me hesitate saying that because I don't want this idea of like uh there's more work uh she's telling me something else you know I recently as I said earlier have revisited EFT, emotional freedom technique, tapping. And the way I see it is, oh my gosh, this really worked for me before. It's being presented to me again. I'm tapping every day. This is so amazing. This is so freeing. This feels like an amazing release. I just hired a new coach for something else going on in my life. And it's like, I'm just not going to stop. I'm going to be like, ooh, this is a thing. And I'm going to rise to the occasion to heal it. And even if I thought I had already healed it, I'm going to rise to the occasion and fucking heal it next level because it's rearing its ugly head again. And I am someone who's just not going to sit back and say, well, I already tried that. Or I thought I already took care of that. Or, well, clearly this isn't working and it's never going to work. And, and you know, when things sh- slip out, like saying shit like, oh, can't God just throw me a bone? It's like I surround myself with people who are going to call me out on that and say, what's that about? Because maybe when you're in this victim mentality of, oh, Can God just like throw me a freaking bone, which is exactly what I said. Maybe that thing that you think is the most frustrating thing that you're so over is the gift that God, the universe, whatever you believe in, is giving you for you to learn the lesson and you're missing the lesson. There's a chance you just might be missing the lesson. I know attracting fuckboys is super fucking annoying. Been there, done that again for almost my entire 30s. (laughs) I get it. But I never gave up. And I had moments where I wanted to give up. I had moments where I was just too heartbroken to try, too disappointed to try. In the time closer to me finding Larry, I was really willing to give myself the grace. And so the things that are tripping me up right now and triggering me and feel like one curveball after the next, I do really believe, and this is so fucking cliche, but I do truly believe that it is happening for a reason because there is a bigger lesson at play that I am starting to really get and figure out. And once I get this lesson, I assure you there will be some other lesson in the future that I will yet again rise to the occasion to figure out if it's important enough for me to figure out. So if finding your person is important enough for you to figure out because you want to share your life with someone and just love on each other and support each other and fall apart to each other and laugh together and have crazy, amazing, passionate sex together and just live life and share life on all the levels and challenge each other and stretch each other. And that is super fucking important to you. Those fuck boys just don't fucking matter. They don't deserve the energy. They don't need the energy. You figure out a process to live, learn, and grow from. Again, I teach you that in my course and in my program, and you keep moving. And if you're in those inevitable, painful, exhausted, I can't do this anymore moments, you give yourself that grace and you let that move through you, and then you clear the space and you get back up on the horse and and figure out a way that you were just going to keep showing up differently and look for another way to figure out how you can find your person over and over and over and over and over again. But do it for the love of it. Don't do it for the, oh, well, then there's clearly something else wrong with me that I have to figure out, not from this discouraging, something's wrong with me place, but from this encouraging, I'm not fucking stopping until I find him place. Because I assure you, with these tools, you absolutely will, but you have to be willing to let it take as long as it's going to take and not have all the drama around it and just keep showing up as your best self, loving yourself when you inevitably trip up and revert back to old ways because you're a fucking human and it's going to happen and you're going to live and learn and then your person's just going to arrive. And I am telling you, Speaking from experience, when you're in the result of your ideal person, you're going to look back on all the fucking fuckboys and say, thank you, 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 and thank thank fucking God for you, rock bottom ex, truly, because I never would have done any of this work if I hadn't gone through those painful experiences in order to not only find Larry, but attract a Larry, meaning emotionally available, amazing dream man who wanted me back because all of those fuck boys were invitations for me to next level, want myself back. And that's what it always comes down to. That's what I want to teach you to just know and have ingrained in your bones, regardless of who stays or goes. So head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com, apply to my group program. Fall is in the air, my loves. Magic is happening. People are learning so much, not just in their love lives, but how they're showing up at work and their work relationships, their friendships, their relationships of what they think of themselves and their bodies and their money story. That's what we're sinking our teeth into in the fall in love with you section. And if you're thinking the thought, oh, I love me. I got all those boxes checked. But you're still like, oh, but I just keep attracting fuckboys. There's something else going on. So let's figure that out instead of tossing our hands and saying, well, I've done my part. So it's a lost cause. It is not a lost cause. You are not a lost cause. And if you want love more than anything else, or it's just one of your top, top priorities, then you can 100% make that happen with your mind, with your aligned actions, with your resilience and your commitment and your patience and your willingness to detach from the when and the how. You know, super easy peasy stuff. (laughs) I know it's a lot, but I know you're capable of it. And I am here waiting to read your fabulous applications and can't wait for you to get started on the love life of your dreams, just like mine. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after.